0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Halloween Bluescast. My name is Jason, and it's a pleasure to have you with me again. This is episode 101. Only 99 more episodes to go to till our next incredible milestone episode. Um, so, I would have a review for you at this point of a movie. Um, but unfortunately, I placed my faith in the hands of Barnes & Noble, uh, so my intention was for this past week to review um, Ghostbusters Afterlife because that was a movie I put off on seeing and now I was finally going to be able to watch it because I had ordered the Ghostbusters Ultimate Collection through the esteemed Barnes & Noble, a company that has managed to survive the test of time and uh, you know the, the unrelenting march of Amazon and other digital bookstores. So I, I made my purchase from them. And uh, the promise was that it would be delivered by uh, February 7th. So I was like, all right, sure, let's do this. And I figured, eh, you know, they say February 7th, but maybe it'll come earlier. And even if not, you know, February 7th is plenty enough time for me to, to watch Ghostbusters Afterlife. And then also the um, the extended cut of Ghostbusters and then review both of those and talk about them on the podcast. Easy peasy. So February 7th comes and I'm just staring out my window and every time I hear, you know, a car go by, I run outside and check my head because, you know, I have to check because my postman is a dirt bag. No offense to postmen out there in the world, postmen and postladies. um, But the dude I have is not so great. He always leaves my, my packages just out in the dirt, just out in the parking lot or not in the parking lot, but like the, the driveway area, just out in the dirt. And doesn't matter. Like it, the thing that drives me crazy is where he places it. He places it in the exact same spot every single time, just right in the dirt. And that spot is right next to steps, steps and like the porch. So he could literally just lift his hand up three inches from the ground and then put it on a step. But now he just leaves it in the dirt. It doesn't matter if it's wet dirt, dry dirt, it's going in the dirt. So thank you, Mr. Postman. Anyways, so I'm always running out there to check and see, you know, if any packages have been delivered just to make sure that it's not sitting in the dirt. Um, so I'm checking all day, you know, waiting, looking out the window, nothing's coming. And finally, at the end of the day, I get an email saying like, uh, yeah, your package um, isn't going to arrive until February 16th. I'm like, oh, okay, great. So I have nothing to watch. (laughs) Uh, So at that point, I just kind of gave up. Um, So I have nothing to review. You know, I want to review uh, the Barnes & Noble's uh, shipping service. And uh, it sucks, bro. It sucks. Don't. If you you need something from Barnes & Noble's and you don't mind waiting, it's fine. It's fine. It's whatever. But if you have to get something by a deadline, do not trust Barnes & Noble's to deliver on time. Anyways, it is what it is. So, with that being said, let's skip it on over to the news. Alright, let's start with the uh, semi-big news of the week. And that's, of course, uh, today was the announcement of the Oscar nominations. And, um... Yeah, you know, horror didn't really have too much representation this year. Um, Nightmare Alley is the one that's kind of being talked about a lot um, with regards to kind of being like a horror movie. But it it really isn't a horror movie. Um, but I'm not going to get into that kind of semantics. Uh, let's just talk about Nightmare Alley because it's a good movie. And that's the one I'm rooting for because it was directed by Guillermo del Toro. So that got into the uh, Oscar discussion and it actually walked away with uh, five nominations, which is pretty impressive. Uh, it got Best Picture, Cinematography, prod, uh, Production Design, and Costume Design. Um, kind of unfortunate, though, that I didn't get any acting nominations because I thought both um, Bradley Cooper and Kate Blanchett did amazing jobs in this movie. Um, particularly, my, I, I really enjoyed Bradley Cooper. like His performance was very subtle, very kind of twisted, um, heartbreaking in a lot of ways. Like, I really enjoyed his performance in this movie. So, disappointed that he didn't get a nomination. Um, also nominated was uh, uh, Don't Look Up, which is, you know, disaster movie. Yeah, you know, but one that I kind of felt, meh. So, the fact that Don't Look Up was nominated for Best Picture along with Nightmare Alley is a little weird. Um, da, 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 da. What else do we got here? Dune also got a bunch of nominations. Um, I think it got the second most nominations with 10 nominations. I want to say power. Of the dog had the most, uh, I could do the County, but I don't feel like it, <laughs> but in the best picture race, we have Belfast Coda. Don't look up, drive my car, Dune, King Richard, licorice pizza, nightmare alley, the power of the dog and West side story. So, you know a pretty a pretty good race of of interesting films there you know you got everything from you know Nightmare Alley which is like a a noir thriller kind of thing uh then you got Dune which is sci-fi and you got your western with Power of the Dog and musicals and foreign films with Drive My Car so that's a pretty cool assortment of of movies to be nominated for best picture like a wide variety um i haven't seen most of these i think i've only seen Nightmare Alley and Don't Look Up, uh, and Dune, of course. Um, so my intention is usually to watch every single Best Picture nomination, so I'm gonna have to really get this out of the way by March 27th. I have to work on that. Um, da, 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 da. yeah, that was the nominations. Also, announced this past week, um a new walking dead show is going to be in the works. Uh, this one is called tales of the walking dead and it's going to be an anthology series. So, you know, each episode will be its own little self contained story, which that is a great idea. I think that is a fantastic idea. If you're going to be doing a, a, a new show for something like the walking dead, which has, you know, a bit long in the tooth and has a bunch of spin-off shows that are, hard to keep up with because they have their own continuity and, or not continuity, but you know, they're all separate parts of the universe, but maybe sometimes somewhat connected. Um, you don't want to throw another show on there. That's going to also have this heavy continuity that you got to follow, you know? So having something like this, where it's just going to tell one-off stories and this zombie, you know, apocalypse universe. I think that's a great idea. There's plenty of episode ideas where you can just do a singular one episode story and just, knock it out of the park and have it be something interesting. And so far this cast that they've lined up is pretty cool. Uh, we've got Terry Cruz, Parker Posey and Jillian Bell, as uh, some of the people being, um, uh, touted also, uh, Anthony Edwards and Poppy Lou. I don't know who she is, but, um, some of the directors, uh, none of them really stand out to me in terms of names. Uh, we got Haifa Al-Mansur, who directed a uh, good Lord bird, Deborah camp, who directed star Trek, Picard, Tara, Nicole, Ware, who directed the wilds and Michael Satteras, who directed a uh, various episodes of the walking dead. So yeah, you, that could be potentially pretty cool. Um, personally, I just need to catch up on this current final season of the walking dead. And I think I'll be done with the show. I'm I'll pretty much be tapped out at that point. Um, you know, I just need to, to finish it just for my own sanity, my own completionist brain. And, you know, just because it was something I was watching with my aunt. So I feel like I have to to see it through to the end for that regard. All right, we got a new announcement for uh, Alex Garland's next project. Uh, Alex Garland, of course, was the director of uh, Annihilation and Ex Machina. And this next project has been announced, which will be... Um, Coming soon from A24, no concrete release date yet, but a teaser trailer will be coming out um, tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. Uh, The new movie is called Men. And according to Bloody Disgusting, the film follows a young woman who goes on a solo vacation to the English countryside after the death of her ex-husband. Film so far is going to star Jesse Buckley. That's all we know about it really right now. Uh, But, you know, like I said, it's the next project from the writer and director of X Machina Annihilation. So that's, you know, something to look forward to. Uh, The dude does amazing work. And this sounds like it is going to be kind of in that horror wheelhouse, potentially. So that's exciting. All right. Variety is reporting that Eddie Izzard is going to be starring in a new film adaptation of Dr. Jekyll. Um, this one will be directed by uh, Joe Stevenson and I believe this is his first or second feature film So he's a young guy um, And of course, you know, it's, this is a new adaptation of the Dr. Jekyll story uh, But when you have Eddie Izzard at the helm You know, it's going to be something kind of crazy um, According to a Variety Uh, The film follows a reclusive Nina Jekyll finding friendship with her newly hired help, Rob, played by emerging actor Scott Chambers, who must work together to prevent Hyde from destroying her life. So, that's an interesting twist on it, you know, uh, Eddie is playing Nina Jekyll. Um, I'm kind of curious to see what kind of themes will be at play in this kind of story when you have... um, Eddie Izzard, you know, a a transgender person um, playing a character like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, where you have a character who's dealing with this duality of being hunted by this, this thing that is bothering him um, or her. I'm sorry. I should say her, Uh, you know, like there's some interesting themes and topics you can play with that could potentially, deal with, you know, feelings of being transgendered or, you know, body dysmorphia or things like that. I think that could be an interesting place for this to go. Um, but even if it doesn't go that far, hey, seeing Eddie Izzard in a Dr. Jekyll movie, that, that sounds pretty cool too. All right, we got a couple of Netflix movie announcements here. Uh, this one, the cast alone has me intrigued. Uh, Netflix is going to be releasing a movie called End of the Road. Uh, And it's going to star Queen Latifah and my man, Ludacris. According to Netflix, uh, this is the description of the movie. After losing her job, recently widowed Brenda drives her family cross-country to start a new life. In the New Mexico desert, cut off from help, they must learn to fight back when they become the targets of a mysterious killer. So no idea if Ludacris is going to be the killer. Um, Queen Latifah, I'm, I'm pretty sure, is playing Brenda, the one that's the fighting back against the killer. Um, Ludacris could be the killer. He could be, you know, someone's coming along to a sister. Maybe he's part of the family. Who knows? I think this could either be, just with the cast, Queen Latifah and Ludacris, this could either be pretty good or it could be really campy and funny. Um, uh, this is definitely one I'm going to be looking out for, uh, just because it could go in either direction with those two, and I'm excited to find out which way it goes. Uh, the other interesting movie to keep an eye out for is a new movie with uh, Robert England called "Choose or Die," which will be coming out April 15th. Uh, by the way, no release date for uh, "End of the Road." Let me double check. Yeah, no release date yet for that one. Anyways, but the Robert England uh, movie called Choose or Die, which also stars uh, Asa Butterfield, is going to be coming out April 15th. And here's a description for that one. After firing up a Lost 80 survival horror game, a young coder unleashes a hidden curse that tears reality apart, forcing her to make terrifying decisions and face deadly consequences. Sounds all right. Sounds fun. You know, it's got Robert England in it. You know, it'll probably be campy and weird and fun. Um, just kind of surprised with a title like Choose or Die. This isn't one of those uh, pick your own adventure horror movies that uh, Netflix has done. It seems like that would be the perfect choice for that, but not, apparently not. All right, we got some gaming news. So, Saber Interactive has gone ahead and announced their uh, Pure Specials for the upcoming uh, release of Evil Dead, the game. Um, we have two gigantic editions you can get here. One is the Collector's Edition, which will be limited to 5,000 units um, across all platforms. So as PS4, PlayStation 5, and Xbox One. Uh, the Collector's Edition will cost you $129. And here's what you get with that. You get Evil Dead, the game, the deluxe edition exclusive Savini Ash in game skin, which this thing looks kind of weird. <laughs> the best way I could describe it. It looks like if Ash Williams was a Ceno like he's got some kind of like gimp leather straps all over his body. Um, one of his arms is exposed and covered in barbed wire and his face is all like cut up a little bit. And he's kind of got like, um, oh, I forget what they call that smile. Um, it's the same scar that Joker has when it cuts into the mouth and goes back, um, so he's kind of like this weird, like I said, like like weird Sinobite type character, like it just I don't know. But it's divine or designed by a uh, Tom Savant, Tom Savini. So yeah, you know, you know, yeah. Uh, also, beginning the art of Evil Dead: The Game Deluxe Hardcover Book, the exclusive Evil Dead: The Game soundtrack. Exclusive Evil Dead: The Game Steelbook, an exclusive T-shirt, an exclusive art card set, Evil Dead: The Game Season Pass One, collectible outer box, and two pre-order bonuses of uh, Ash costumes, which I think one is the the Gallant Knight uh, from, of course, uh, Army Evil Army of the Dead. Evil. Oh my God! You know what I mean. And uh, the S-Smart employee in-game outfit. So th- that's what you get for $129. I, I just, my problem is, is how do I know that I want the vinyl for a soundtrack I haven't heard yet? And the hardcover art book, that could be potentially cool. But a lot of the art, co- art book, or a lot of the art for the game is derivative of the movie, right? Like it's going to be, inspired and pulled from the movie. So I don't see how that would be really like real insight into like, Oh, the making of the game, if all the art is coming directly from the movie themselves, unless they're going to have brand new creative characters that I don't know about. And that's kind of the thing with this game is I feel like I still don't know a whole lot about it other than that's a multiplayer game. um, Yeah. I don't know, but let's say you're feeling really, you know, like a big spender and you want to go all the way up to $200 you can get the ultimate collector's edition, which is limited to one thousand units. Um, with this one, you get all the stuff that we talked about in the collector's edition, and on top of that, strap yourself in for this. Strap yourself in. You are going to get a full-size Evil Dead to Necronomicon. That's right. You'll be able to summon the dead on your own. I, you know, for extra. Um, 70 bucks. You can get the replica book. I guess that's kind of cool. I don't know. You know, when you release these kind of big, crazy special editions, you kind of realize like how much of a fan of something you are. And, uh, yeah, for me, it turns out, um, spending $129. That's, that's too much for me. So I'm, I'm interested in checking out the game. I'll wait for just the regular standard edition. I'll probably pre-order it so I can get those two costumes. Those look pretty cool, but, um, yeah, I'm not going to spend extra money on it. I'm good. All right, and our final bit of news here for gaming and horror and all things related to this podcast. Um, GameSpot recently did a report on Ghostwire Tokyo, the new game from Tango Gameworks. And they revealed that Tokyo, or Ghostwire Tokyo actually started off as The Evil Within 3. But then apparently production just kind of like Grew out of it and they came up with crazier and crazier ideas and it eventually just transformed itself into a whole new thing uh, so they just took it off in a whole new direction and created Ghostwire Tokyo out of the initial design that they had for evil within three um, it's you know um, this kind of famously happened with another uh, horror franchise and that was with uh, Resident Evil where Resident Evil 4 um, started off one way and eventually became what we know now today as Devil May Cry. Uh, Then later on, we eventually finally got an actual Resident Evil 4 with, you know, of course, Leon. Um, But yeah, similar situation where it started off as, okay, this is going to be another Resident Evil sequel and it spun off in a different direction. So the fact that Evil Within 3, which was, you know, initially the brainchild of the guy responsible for the Resident Evil series... Um, like the fact that this, like you know, had the same kind of trajectory of like, oh, okay, this new thing is spinning out of this uh, thing that we initially created, is pretty interesting. Now, here's hoping though that we do eventually get that Evil Within three sequel because, as interesting as Ghostwire Tokyo seems, I would m- really, really like to get an Evil Within three. So, if that could still happen. I would greatly appreciate that Tango Gameworks if you're listening, because I, I know you do listen. Uh, please give me Evil Within 3. Thank you. All right. That does it for this week. Thank you guys for tuning in for another episode. A uh, pretty short one this week because no review. Unless you're going to be, unless you want to take my review for Barnes and Nobles and be my guest, take that. Um, Hopefully this coming week we'll actually have something to review. Uh, I got to check and see what's coming out this week. I'm a little bit lost right now. Uh, I have my whole plan set up for that one thing. And then when that one thing fails, I'm like, oh, well, there goes my plans. Uh, I need to have better backup plans. I need to start like having plan B's and C's and D's, you know. Anyways, you guys have yourself a wonderful week. And it's... we'll be talk. we'll talk before Valentine. So, and I'll wish you a Valentine, happy Valentine's then. Uh, so you guys have a great week and I will see you on the other side.